is our third installment and the last installment for our series, The Overcomer. Today we're going to talk about overcoming worry. Wow. There are many things that concerns us. Worry is something that plagues people all around. I worry sometimes, you know, and it's just part of life, I guess. But what are the things we worry about? We worry about our money. <laughs> we worry about our health. We worry about our relationships. We worried about our jobs. We're worried about our career. We're worried about tomorrow. We're worried about so many things. I understand that being a good steward of our relationships and all of these things I just mentioned is part of life. But I believe that worry shouldn't be part of it. Why? Because in Jeremiah, um, God said that he plans to prosper us, to give us a hope in the future. He also wants you to live a full life. But worry actually diminishes or removes the quality of life in the life that God is giving to us. Worry gets people sick and it's tiring. Another word for worry is anxiety or burden. This produces restlessness and lack of sleep and lack of peace. Let me ask you something. I was just thinking about this. What if Jesus came down on earth and everybody was saying he's going to be in the social media, in TikTok, in television, in the news. What if Jesus was to land here and he was going to give you a message, message to the entire world. And his main topic was how to overcome worry. Are you going to listen? I, I believe, are you going to watch? I believe the whole world's going to watch this, right? Well, let me just say this to you. What I'm going to teach today isn't my words, it's not my wisdom. These are the exact words of Jesus himself talking about worry. What did he say about worry? This is what he said. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Look at the flowers of the field in the field. They neither labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For even the pagans ran or they run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Is the next line. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I realize that God knows that this world has a lot of trouble. He said that each day has a trouble Enough trouble of its own. Are you experiencing tr some trouble yesterday, last week? <laughs> I do. There are situations that happen a lot of times in our lives. 
Okay? God didn't promise that everything's going to go smoothly. He said, storms will come. Troubles will come. Okay? There will be so many things. But one of the things, first thing he was saying, he was talking about worrying about provision. My first point, do not worry about provision. A lot of people are worried whether God's going to provide or not. Worried about the food that they eat, okay, or what they're going to drink. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, right? That's what he said. And he said, is not life more important than just food and clothing? God is saying, don't worry about your life, especially about provision. You know, as a head of the family, you know, I think most of us are always thinking, ah, I got to provide for my kids and my, and my family. And that's a good thing. But let me just say this. Have you ever heard this saying, God is not impressed with your needs. God is impressed and is moved by our faith. How many of you are worried about food, clothing, and shelter? God said not to worry about what you will eat. Why? Because God is provider. Uh, in Abraham, when he encountered God, he called him Jehovah Jireh. Jireh means God knows your needs even before you ask. You're still thinking about it. You're st it's just brewing your heart, the things that you need, but already God knows. God knows. You haven't even asked for it. He knows. God has provided for us more than we could expect or imagine. Do you believe that? The problem is not that he did not provide. The problem is we want more than we need. It's a never-ending desire for more. You make this much, you want more. You, make, you have this car, you want more. We don't just want food. We want more food. We want specific food. By the way, how many of you here are watching, you love coffee? You're a coffee lover. I love coffee. Captain John Smith, the founder of the colony of Virginia, introduced coffee in America when he shared it with the others in Jamestown, the Jamestown settlers in 1607 after learning about it in his travel to Turkey. Coffee back then was coffee. Today, people get mad when they don't get the specific blend of coffee or whatever is added onto it. They have the affogato with vanilla, coffee luwak, there's the coffee cascara, there's coffee cherry, there's the decaf, there's the caffeinated. There's the one with syrup, one with cream, there's latte, there's Irish, by the way, there's espresso, corretto, they want it freeze-dried or spray-dried. It's vacuum, it's, there's the Turkish coffee, there's the fraps. There's the Vietnamese style, there's hot, hot, uh, cold or hot brew. There's, there's iced coffee. There's the percolated one or clever drip. Then there's the French press. There's the filtered coffee. There's cappuccino, cortado, piccolo. Piccolo, how do you pronounce that? Mocha, macchiato, bonbon, americano, coffee ristretto, white coffee, black coffee, green coffee, Nespresso, with white, brown sugar, honey, stevia. Oh, man. The list goes on. By the way, you don't want me to get started with clothes and shoes. <laughs> the point is, people spend on so many things and they worry about money and provision. They have increased their upkeep. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of things. 
What is wrong is when you're not contented or satisfied with what you have. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. But it doesn't stop. You want more and more and more. And when you don't get it, get what you want, at the time you want it, you grumble and complain. Wow, I'm preaching to myself. Then you try to do it on your own strength, okay? And you become restless, frustrated, disappointed. You start worrying. Bible says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. To quit. What is wrong is when you have so much, you have more to steward and be responsible for. Much is given, much is required. And then next thing you know, you're trying to play catch up. It's never ending. When is enough enough? And when lean months come, by the way, there are lean months or seasons when harvest is slow, you worry more. You cry out to God, God, why are you doing this? Now you start blaming God. Now it's God's fault. The problem is not that he did not provide. The problem is sometimes we didn't set aside for the rainy day. In Proverbs 30, 25, he says, The ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up food in the summer. Yeah, savings is important. Emergency fund is important. So we worry less. The truth is, if God gave you and I everything we wanted, think about this. He gives you everything you want and everything you hope for. Hope for. I just wanted you to know that we're, I believe the whole world is going to be in big trouble. More often than not, adversity is a better friend than prosperity. I've seen many people who collapsed, who had an even worse life when they become prosperous or they have too much. One of my favorite shows, I watched this show, it's called The Lottery Changed My Life. I don't know if one of you watched this. It has four seasons spanning over 10 years. And it showed the lives of people who won the U.S. lottery. I mean, people who won $56 million, $120 million, $360 million, $166 million and more. And then I like this show because, you know, I kind of, you know, you know what vicarious is. You try to live, wow, what happened? What, what? What would I do if I had that much money? Well, they showed their lives when they won and they interviewed them, asked them, hey, what are you going to do with your money? Uh, who are you going to, what, what are you going to buy? And then it also showed their lives a year later, three years later, maybe five years later. Well, according to the producer, and when I was watching, all the guys who won the lottery, all but one, okay, all but one either ended up in jail, their marriage, you know, was messed up, they, they were divorced, some of them were killed, and many of them are bankrupt and today are in trouble and are in debt, all but one. And I was looking at the one guy who was okay, he was already a millionaire, by the way, prior to winning. He had a farm, farming business and he said that when he won, he didn't even touch the money. But the only thing he did was he just upgraded one of his tractors okay, in his farm. Well, the lives of the rest of them got even more messed up. You see, if you don't know how to handle a little, you're going to have a hard time handling a lot. And by the way, much is given, much, much is required. Amazon, I was just watching, looking at Amazon and the internet. Amazon has tons of lawsuits going on on a daily basis. Daily basis. 
Honestly, I don't know how Jeff Be Bezos can sleep. Yeah, because for me, I get to offend one person, I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> Again, there's nothing wrong with having riches. It's when you make riches and materialism becomes an idol and when you prioritize it before God and family and relationship, then it becomes a problem. That's when worry sips in. Point number two, God's provision comes with obedience. Our job really is not to worry, our job is to obey. By the way, how does God provide for us? This is bonus, this, I'm just gonna add this, I just thought of it right now. The way God provides for us is T-W-O, it's like a number two. Talent, wisdom, opportunity, okay? The way God gives us, he doesn't, you know, when you pray and ask God for money, no, a bag of gold will not just fall on your living room. Normally, the way God provides for you and I is that he gives you talent, okay? Because people are paid for their talents, their abilities, knowledge, skills, and services. All these are acquired. All these can be learned and developed. All these will help you get paid to have wealth. My favorite verse is when, uh, when it comes to provision is in Deuteronomy 8.18. This is a, 30 years ago, I remember it. It says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. He gives you the ability, but you need to learn and hone those abilities. Hone your talent. Some people come to me and say, but pastor, education today is so expensive. I, I said, I agree when you go to college, expensive, but education is also free. It's free. In fact, today, you can learn it from the internet. You want to learn how to make excellent paella? I love paella. It's in the internet. You want to learn how to fix cars? You know, you, it's in the internet. Learn about math, history, language, medicine, law, accounting, programming, cooking. It's free. I have a friend. He works uh, in a company. He was listening to all the guys at his workplace. One of them said he had a master's degree in math. The other one was a magna cum laude in computer programming. The other one was a cum laude in economics. And the list of professional resume goes on in their company. And he said he was so blessed to have them in the company, okay? This particular guy did not finish schooling. I think he just finished high school. He didn't go to college. He, because he told his dad one day, dad, school is not for me. I just wanna start a business. And so he did. He said, don't get me wrong. This particular guy who did not finish college, today, to this day, he studies a lot, reads books, learns a lot, educates himself, continues the learning process, honed his skills to this day. By the way, the company I'm talking about that he's working for, he actually owns it. And all those summa cum laudes and master degrees holders are all his employees. <laughs> That's funny. I'll tell you something, the way God provides for you is talent, wisdom, and opportunity. Own your talent, Okay, and ask for wisdom. Some people are so talented, but they just don't have the wisdom. And then when the right opportunity comes, you are already ready. Opportunity is always here, left and right. The problem is not the opportunity. The problem is, are you ready when the opportunity comes? Because that's how God's going to bless you. 
Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap or stow away in barns, yet your Father provides for them. Point number three, don't worry. God values you above all else. You are priority number one. You worry less when you know that God loves you. You know that God loves you? you do you sincerely know that? He knows your needs and He will take care of you. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Worrying about tomorrow will get you nowhere. Just do what He wants you to do today. Be obedient today. Be a good steward today. Be excellent today. And see God today. Come to me, all, who, who, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And cast all your anxiety to God because He cares for you. And my last point, going to God daily, daily will help you overcome worry. Every day, go to God. Every day. You really want to overcome worry? Go to God every day. A day spent worrying is a day that the devil won against you because that's exactly where he wants you. He wants you sick, tired, worried, and restless. By the way, rest is also from God. Do you realize that you can be lying down in bed and still be restless? Or you can be working so hard and still be rested if you're not worried. In fact, enjoying your work is a gift from God. It energizes you when you accomplish things. It gives you an adrenaline rush when your product and, and when you produce rather and build something. You can do all of that without worrying. Be strong and courageous. Don't be, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you always wherever you go. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times because the Lord is, when, is with you. When you know that God is with you, when you know that God will fight for you, when you know God knows your needs even before you ask, when you know God loves you more than the birds of the air, when you know God will move things because of your faith, worry will not be present. Worry will leave. Worry leaves instantly when you pray with thanksgiving. This is my favorite verse and I'm going to end. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know why I love to pray? Because God answers prayers. Because God hears the cry of His people. God answers in three ways. Yes, I'll give it to you now. Yes, I'll give it to you, but in a different time. No, I won't give it to you because I have something better planned out for you. Now hear this. His answers may not be exactly the one you want, but let me assure you, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind is immediate when you pray. That's why I love to pray. Don't you want His will over your will? Because His will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Bonus point, don't compare yourself with others. Okay? Don't compare yourself with other people. Or even the pagans are after the things that the world wants. But God said this, 
put him first. Seek him first and his righteousness. And all the other things will be added to you as well. Remember, you're a child of God with a purpose. Your purpose is to honor God and enjoy him forever. 